0: This is Cinematic Suffering, where we watch every horror movie streaming on Netflix, from A to Z, for better or worse. Life is pain, and so are bad horror movies. Now, I was thinking, well, what do you think uh, Eli Roth's hand was in this whole movie? Oh,
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to, to speak to you about uh, our friend Eli Roth. He's not really our friend. I wish I wish he was my friend. I I, I, I love hate his movies. I think okay, this is this is my assumption. Like okay, okay he he's married to the lead actress. Oh, I didn't movie. know that. Who was who well, the lead actress? Stunning that, that Chilean girl that's in Knock Knock and um uh what, what is her name? Her name is uh, Lorenza Izzo that gorgeous girl with the big brown eyes that played uh, the drum oh, elite, and that he's married to her oh, okay. and, and that other fat bastard that played polo in this was also in, um, uh, uh the green inferno. Oh, okay. So I think that he married a Chilean, which came with <laughs> her extended Chilean family. And he puts all these hapless fucking idiots in his movies. And then he goes to, to film in, in Chile because he has a free place to stay and, and inflicts us with shitty ass movies. So I think that that's his, his hand in it. He, his credits are that he worked on the story, which means he gave them a fucking uh, like half ass plot outline yeah. in between lines of Coke and shots of rum or whatever the fuck he was, Doing on vacation, I think that he parlayed a vacation into a movie and and, and paid for some of the the vacation budget with this this half-ass movies that he's been making.
0: Yeah, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. I'm gonna call your brother. I'm gonna, oh, we're gonna get this shit done. again All right, I think he answered. Yo, Rodrigo, Rodrigo, buddy, I know you're there, man. I know you're there. Come on, I can hear you breathing. I recognize you're breathing anyway. you know what time it is here? Do you know? Do you, do you look at the fucking... Club? Dude, Rodrigo, chill, man. We're just having a killer time here in the States. And hey, you remember me, though, man. I was the bear Jew. Remember that? In, in Glorious Bastards. Glorious remember that,
1: dude? Yes, I know. You bring it up every fucking time
0: we talk. Well, I just wanted to let you know that... I'm still important, and I've worked with Brad Pitt. Yeah,
1: well, you're no Brad Pitt. What do you
0: want, Eli? Look, I was talking to your sister, and, you know, she's right here, and we've been talking about maybe putting together a project, and, hold on. Let me get some more beer. Anyways, this party's off the hook. You really need to be here. Anyways, like I said, uh, we have this killer thing that I was thinking we were thinking about. You know, we get a couple of her girlfriends. We'll put them all in, like, hot bikinis. And we'll come down there to Chile and just film, like, this, you know, cool project. Because I know you got hookups in the industry down there and be like, maybe we could, you know, work something out. What do you think? Yes? No?
1: No, I don't. But, you know, how, how much money do you have to bring to this project?
0: I think I have... Let's see, hold on. Oh, shit, I'm dropping my money. Um, I got about... 300 paces on me right now.
1: Okay, are you going to bring hot pussy and cocaine?
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I'm good for nowadays, but yeah, am top of the shelf, man.
1: Okay, then I guess come on over. You can stay at my brother's house. I fucking hate you, Eli. Just know this. If you weren't married to my sister, I would never talk to you.
0: Click. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was
1: a vaguely kind of Chilean accent. I, you know... It was beautiful. It was I liked fun. it. I, fuck it. It's, I mean... See that's the thing. Yeah, I think Eli has great taste in women, but every straight guy with a, a certain amount of connections and money does. He's able he's a filmmaker that's that's admittedly made some of of, of my favorite horror movies of that era, but I, there there's certain things that I find contemptible about the man too. He's inflicted us with some truly shitty movies.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I I, I like you said we we've seen some good stuff from him um... And we've seen very bad, I mean, I would say Cabin Fever, the original Cabin Fever is, is, I I loved it, it's a piece de resistance, uh, especially the pancake scene, but it's it's odd, it's just an odd film, his hostile movie, uh, he did hostile, right? He did Hostel
1: 1 and 2, he did Knock Knock, he did, um, what else was he responsible for? He's, you know, like, he put his, his his fingerprint on the horror genre was kind of a benchmark for a minute, like, and that's, that's kind of what makes Aftershock yeah. kind of confounding, so, but before we get into shitting all over Aftershock too much, let's go ahead and set this up. Uh, I am Clay. Uh, your-
0: I am Jason.
1: That's right, and um, our premise here was Cinematic Suffering This is the Cinematic Suffering Podcast And what we do here is we go through the Netflix horror movie catalog, A through Z And we review those fuckers alphabetically, come what may
0: Come what may, and this is not a spoiler-free podcast uh, We are going to be revealing everything in this movie So we're hoping that you can you've watched this already And you can share this experience with us
1: that's right. Here are your options. You watch it, and then you listen to the podcast. You don't watch it, and you never listen to the podcast. Or you listen to this instead of watching the movie, which sometimes is preferable. I think I'm not going to tell you what I suggest you do with this one yet.
0: Well, I think we have – I have a pretty good idea what you should do with this one. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. Uh, so, um,
1: okay, we are reviewing Aftershock. Aftershock was released in 2012. It's a Chilean movie. It's directed by Nicolas Lopez stars Eli Roth, Andrea Osvart, Ariel Levy, Natasha Yarovenko, Nicholas Martinez, Lorenzo Izzo, fucking gorgeous. And Marcel Toggle.
0: Yes. And uh beautiful women throughout this entire film. Full uh,
1: exotic women with sexy, sultry, buttery accents, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah,
0: accents all over from all over the world. We have a Russian girl, we have an American girl, we have a hunk, a the the sister of the american girl who's hungarian for some reason yeah a chilean girl playing an american girl which you know like i i didn't know until i did
1: a little bit of research that she was chilean yeah i, I know kinda, idea. and and starring a bunch of witless contemptible fucking dudes that are just either fat and and hateable or uh walking stereotypes and hateable just contemptible motherfuckers that that i was just praying for the earth to open up and swallow them since the movie was aftershock we knew that was going to happen at some point
0: yeah at some point i was hoping for the earth to swallow swallow them whole but uh we got We didn't get that exactly, but we got close enough, which is... is (laughs) We got close enough. Uh, The wrong
1: people were violated, but we'll get into that.
0: Yeah, so this is, uh, of course, it takes place in Santiago, Chile, at the beginning at least, and we see like this big partying montage of Eli Roth and his friends partying up at a a club, some kind of rave, I guess. Yeah, some
1: it, it was colored like the electric daisy carnival on acid, this kind of shit that I would claw my own eyes out if I had to spend 10 minutes at. But our three main male characters are Gringo. He's the neurotic Jewish dude played by Eli Roth. Um, we've got uh, uh, Polo, which is the fat dude. And if you haven't watched the movie yet, imagine a Chilean Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. And that- then you got Polo, and then the third dude is this this pussy whip dude uh, Ariel, that's okay. uh, also bearded dude, and th- so those are our three main characters. It's kind of it reminded me of a, a typical kind of hostile setup. You got the American, which is the Jewish guy, and then the two locals, the 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 Chilean dudes with the sexy Chilean accents.
0: Yeah, I had that uh, that set up where it's just going to be a party kind of city, and then uh, it will take a turn for the worst. Unfortunately, that turn for the worst doesn't happen until about forty minutes in. So... Oh, we
1: got to spend a lot of time with these fuckheads before yeah. we do some earthquake action.
0: Yeah, and, and it's and pretty much all this stuff building up is supposed to be some kind of character development, but the entire time, just will the earth just start moving? Let's, let's yeah. start rumbling and get this shit on. But no, I was,
1: I was praying to the Earth Mother Gaia, please, Mother Gaia, open up your your righteous hell mouth and swallow these witless fuckheads. But no, it didn't happen for a while. And you know, this movie makes this, the mistake that a lot of, of contemporary horror movies make is that instead of what you should do, what what in my opinion you should do is make your characters really cool and really likable and and really affable, and so that. That means that their suffering has weight. It has gravity. Instead, they make them contemptible and you can't wait for them to die, which sounds like it would work, but it fucking doesn't because it makes the movie a a, a slog to get through.
0: Yeah, and the, one of the first slogs we have to get through are uh, is after we see this stupid montage of them parting, they go to a they're on a tour of a vineyard, and we see one of the first ancillary <laughs> padding characters that has nothing else to do with anything in this movie, which is the tour guide, and the, we think, oh, there's going to be some kind of little uh, action between Eli Roth, yeah. the Gringo, and this girl because she bends over and she has like a, a Wu Tang Clan tramp stamp on her back.
1: That looks like it was drawn on five seconds before they started filming.
0: Yeah, and uh, of course, you know, they they jump on the chance, the opportunity. Pollo brings up this picture on his phone and shows him – with RZA, one of the Wu-Tang members, and it's just this bad Photoshop. And she's like, oh, are are you bringing the Wu-Tang Clan here to, to Chile? And he's like, yes. And
1: Yeah, I'm close friends with the RZA, you know. And it was kind of like, it was, I got to admit that that was kind of funny. It, it didn't really hit, but it was a joke that, that, that had good intention. Like, he shows the tour guide a really badly Photoshopped photo of him hanging out with Riza. And so you're like, all right, this may be funny, but you're you're already you're filled with trepidation, like, this might suck. I'm feeling <laughs> like I might hate these people.
0: Uh, yeah, and they so that pretty much goes nowhere. We just know it's a tour and the the two friends pull po- I, I think it's Pollo, they call him Pollo.
1: Pollo's um, the fat Galifianakis. Yeah. Friend. Just imagine when we say Pollo 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 Pollo. Like, uh, like that's uh, 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 a dish I, I order at the Cuban restaurant. But anyway, Pollo is uh, the fat G- Zach Ganifanakis character. He's, uh, I said his name wrong and I'll continue to. Uh, he's like the rich, fat kid. And I say fat because, you know, I, I hate him and I can't think of a, a, a more mature way to really <laughs> tell you
0: and they're obviously hungover. Ariel and Poyo are hungover. They don't want to be on this tour. And Eli Roth's just kind of like gringo is acting like a tourist. But it, it, that doesn't even matter because the scene means nothing. And we go, I know it
1: means that the, And I gotta say, like, what better way to really build momentum in your movie than to start it off with a tour of a fucking vineyard?
0: Yeah, exactly. And to see them actually wine tasting, and mm-hmm. you know, it's this is oh, we're off to a. We're all from the races here, folks. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's it,
1: it's all it's it's <laughs> engines ahead, like full power. So, all right, after the pointless vineyard, the vineyard was a good point. It was a good way for us to establish that Eli Ross character is about the most contemptible motherfucker I've seen in a minute. I've got to say that. Okay, he went. I checked the timeline here. He went from playing the bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards. This this this. Tough motherfucker that uh, that stoves the head in of zombies. This Jewish guy to playing the the most insulting Jewish
0: stereotype I've ever fucking seen. I just like, have to correct you. He didn't stove the head in of zombies. He stoved in the head of Nazis. Did I say zombies? <laughs> he said uh, zombies. You got zombies. That must right. be
1: a, a a Freudian slip.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he just uh, yeah. It. And I'm not saying it's a bad performance but he, he, I don't know what it's he is a bad was. character. Yeah. Right? Uh, he
1: he wears a Johnny Depp level of of eyeliner too which makes you hate him even more.
0: <laughs> so he crushes on some one of the uh, one of the main girls that shows up in this film uh, some Russian girl and no 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 you and it, it, it doesn't matter. He gets a call from his daughter. <laughs> we know he's got a daughter. He says he's going to be home soon. He for some reason meets Selena Gomez. In the bar, I don't know if you know who that is.
1: I I do now that you said her name. I I was really glad that I. Okay, basically, what we're talking about, what after the vineyard, we smash cut to a party yeah. to like this 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 awful uh fucking uh like dance party with with too much neon and too much horrible uh like electronic dance music and Eli Roth. Remember the joke, uh, the 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 bit that. Chris Rock did about being the old guy in the club like yeah. you never want to be the old guy in the club like he's not old he's just too old to be in the club that was Eli Ross character he doesn't look old but he's too old to be hanging around with these young fuckable people
0: yeah and this this scene with Selena Gomez was just kind of out of the blue and they they I even read on IMDb that it was just that scene was improvised i guess cuz she was in the area at the moment or they They just threw her in there. I just recognized her. I was like, oh, God.
1: I I vaguely recognized her, and you know what made me feel good is that I didn't completely recognize her because I'm not a fucking sex criminal. And watching him hit on her was so uncomfortable because he mentioned his daughter already, and I'm thinking – is this girl about the age of your daughter? And and then it's like, oh no, it's a movie. You were supposed to suspend disbelief to a, a, a painful degree. So he hits on Selena Gomez unsuccessfully. Thankfully, she, yeah, dear Christ, she goes away to make horrible Illuminati music for Disney. <laughs> And uh, we continue on with the party. We meet the rest. Of, we we finally at this point we meet the women of the cast.
0: Yeah, the women uh, made a brief appearance at the very beginning, and then the guys Poyo, Ariel, and Gringo recognize the girls, and they get them into this club. And two of the girls are sisters. One's uh, has a Hungarian accent, and the other one is just just an American. It has an American accent, but apparently she's from this- Chile. But
1: So we got three dudes and three girls. These are the three girls. We got um, the drunk as fuck Kylie. Uh, She's played by uh, Lorenza Izza. Izzo, yeah. excuse me. Who's like I? I, I don't want to over tag it, but she's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, she's she plays Kylie. She plays the drunken younger sister to Monica, who has this inexplicable accent, but is uh, allegedly her sister. And her sister plays the buzzkill, cock blocking older <laughs> sister that doesn't want her to have any fun or catch any strange dick. Um, so then, and then the third girl is the hot Ukrainian chick irena played by a hot ukrainian chick <laughs> okay <laughs> whose name is natasha Yorovenko. that oh. doesn't matter so you got uh, a drunken american played by a chilean mm. uh, extraneous knowledge uh, uh her older sister monica and a hot ukrainian girl so right. three hot ladies
0: we've got the it's this is the fucking united nations of club meetups here Oh, yes. It's
1: a, a, and it goes to show us that being a vapid dickhead is something that happens across the world. There's no yeah. uh, international borders. There's no me. borders.
0: This is a globalization of dickheads. Douchebags. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
1: yeah, there's no borders when it comes to being a fuck face that goes to a dance club to listen to one, two, three, four, one, two, three,
0: four. <laughs> Uh, so we see them all go out, and there's another montage of them exploring. It's a gorgeous city, and the landscape is just oh, beautiful. Ch-
1: Chile. If this movie was meant to make you visit uh, Chile, it was beautiful, beautiful yeah. land. It looks like great people. Our schmuck main characters are not them, but you know, <laughs> like it, it looks like i gr- I'd love to visit Chile with oh, somebody yeah. that knows the local hot spot.
0: Yeah, it would be amazing. But um, this brings up one of the most amazing parts of this film is the pool scene where we get to see the gratuitous shots of the girls in their bikinis.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, this this is a moment where I feel like a, a great amount of confliction because <laughs> um, I, how do I word this? It's like I, I love female nudity, but when it's presented in a way that's just smacked across your your lips like a wet raw steak (laughs) i find it kind of insulting to my intelligence and that's kind of what happens here we get the pool scene of the girls and there's just this shot of of miss izzo's ass like as it as it ascends from the water and it's like okay i think your proctologist knows (laughs) just a little bit better than i do now and that's i mean it's it's i don't want to act like some kind of Politically correct person because I'm not, but it's just like, how does this matter?
0: Yeah, I, I just felt like such a lech watching this this specific scene because I was like, oh, maybe I should just uh, take a quick break here and go <laughs> well, look and up some stuff on the internet.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing: pornography
0: is honest. You
1: can't, you can never claim that pornography has some kind of shitty agenda. And that, and it, yeah, it's weird when a movie kind of deviates into that way. But anyway, you yeah, know, like. They- I, and, and and I'm a hypocrite because I like the female form, so I'm kind of glad that it was in there. But at the same time, it was it was point- like, why would you take a tour of a city? And then it's like, we got to hit the pool. Like, what pool? Where are we? But well, we spent enough time in this. <laughs> we have. I mean like I wrote in my notes and we don't have to ponder it anymore, but like I just want to re- I just want to share what I put in my notes. I put passing side note as a proliferation of instant pornography made obligatory nudity in horror movies kind of pointless. My opinion is a resounding no. I'm changing that opinion as we're talking. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> okay, so as we're moving on Uh, They got to get the good times out of the way, I guess, before the horror starts. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, (laughs) So I really think this movie was mislabeled. It's not a horror movie per se. Um, But anyways. It's a horror movie. It's a horror They arrive at a, a tourist spot that will take them on some kind of tram or cable ride car up the mountain a little bit.
1: I don't know if they're going to the mainland or if they're going to, I don't know the 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 topography of, of Chile but they're going to a secondary location that you can only reach by cable
0: car. Yeah, and uh, of course they treat the cable car op- operator like a piece of shit and well actually the cable car operator kind of acts like a dick anyways, but Yeah. Um so they they get all to get in this cable car, they go up the mountain. Of course the operator, you know, puts the brake on brakes on him as they're halfway up the mountain and scares them a little bit and then lets them go. I was like, good one, bro. Uh, <laughs> so they do more touristy stuff. They visit an old graveyard. Apparently there's a mention of tunnels that lead to an old church and this I, part is important.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. We, we we get to uh the tour of the graveyard and uh Ariel, the guy who's uh he, he's his his backstory is that he's Pussy whipped and he's trying to get back with his girlfriend. And he's always on the phone, with her. it doesn't matter. Yeah. He, but the, the backstory that he gives about this graveyard is that the monastery that you can see off in the distance. That's also important. This is delivered with the foreshadowing of a, of a Mike Tyson uppercut, by the way, <laughs> it's uh, this monastery uh, back in the day, Ariel tells us the nuns and the priests used to fuck like rabbits, have a bunch of bastard children, murder them and bury them in the catacombs that are also intertwining all underneath our feet here. And it's kind of like, all right, that's interesting. That's horrifying. And-
0: <laughs> I thought it was an interesting story. I was like, Oh yeah. You know, cause I could actually imagine that shit actually happening. But, uh, the, you know, the, the older sister, the hunger, I don't even know her name, but, uh, uh, Monica. Yeah, we learned that Monica is, uh, she's uh, claustrophobic. She she doesn't like dead babies. Oh, who does? But uh, and she doesn't
1: like dead babies because she uh, had an abortion. Oh, we gosh. find out later too. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. These are some deep, rich characters that you can't wait to see fucking die.
0: <laughs> uh, so they, of course, go to another rave and party that night. Uh, under, I guess, in this basement. And yeah. we get to we get to see the tour guide from the vineyards at the party, you know, our Wu-Tang girl. And Gringo notices and we see her. And I was like, oh, okay, is this going to be like they're going to hook up and, you know, he's going to strike out with this Russian girl because Gringo, Eli Roth's character, is trying to hook up with a Russian girl. and uh, But we it turns out the vineyard tour guide girl is a jerk as she pushes some le- cleaning lady's cart over when she's coming out of the bathroom. And I was like, oh, okay, this was odd i'm
1: glad you noticed that because it vanished in the tapestry of of like neon crap that was was poking me in the eyeballs by this point we're in a rave everybody's half naked and i know everybody's half naked in a rave but they're half naked in a way that people in a rave aren't i don't know i've never been to one so maybe (laughs) i'm old and talking bullshit, but they, they were like wearing bikinis and stuff. Everybody yeah. was like there was a, this obligatory amount of just cameras right in people's f- friggin'
0: uh, pink parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that camera was not shy at all about getting those close-up ass shots of everyone in the, the yeah. ring. Which, again, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not really complaining about it, but at the same time, it was, it was distracting, but you know, yeah, it just conflicts with...
1: Yeah, it, it, it leaves it leaves one with a bunch of, of conflicted feelings, you know? I mean, like, I don't know. I'm a, you know, I'm an, a, an older guy, but I'm trying to, to, to be somewhat cognizant of people's feelings and the, the current climate that we live in, and, and horror movies leave you with a lot of conflicted feelings in that way.
0: So we learned that the, the Vineyard Tour Guy girl, Wu-Tang girl, is, is just a complete jerk, and that has no we don't see it. i mean we we see her later of course but that'll come later but yeah it, it's just a, a vapid scene the uh, why she was even included except for padding i don't know maybe she was a friend of uh, eli ross they, or the
1: they, uh, he it was somebody he was trying to or he was trying to fuck or he was covering up the knowledge that he had fucked her that, <laughs> that was it's, it's the only only thing i can think of hey can we take a real quick break while I pee right quick? Sorry man.
0: Is this part of the podcast?
1: <laughs> uh no, it's for real. But okay, it could yeah. be in the podcast, I don't care.
0: Okay, y'all yeah, need to get a drink of water anyways.
1: Okay, I'll be right back.
0: All right. <laughs> 2 hours later.
1: You hear that? Oh, you didn't hear that. You probably didn't hear. That. Well, yeah, in the very first uh episode, you could hear the uncorking of a cork and that was totally a bourbon bottle. Anyway, <laughs>
0: are you drinking another bourbon bottle right now
1: yeah you know it helps okay. anyway <laughs> uh, so
0: there's like a scene we we know that the we know that the tour guide is at jericho but the, there's a scene where we see gringo and the russian girl are dancing and this scene was really funny to me because the music is very low the audio is very low and their voices are very high and they're pretending to yell, even though the music is really low, and have this conversation. But that's not really the funny part. The funny part is that there's feet clopping in the background, like <laughs> dancing. So it's like, hi! Hi! How are you? <laughs> and it's just, it, it sounds like feet clopping. And I just, I was laughing my ass. I was like, what, did they really have to include people clopping on the floor dancing? <laughs> Is this- I
1: think that the, the, whoever that they hired to do the audio engineering for this was just like, look, if you don't pay me, I'm going to, you're going to be able to hear in this. <laughs> it's it's going to sound the movie- like there's a
0: herd of horses coming into the, the sound studio as we do this don't- ADR
1: don't fuck with your audio guy. Like I saw uh, like footage of, of um, uh, like Courtney love her guitar isolated because she fucked over the audio guy. And I'm convinced that's what happened here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, the, then the, then again, uh, another character comes out that, has no bearing on this movie whatsoever he's just another ancillary some nerd named Russell comes out and the crowd parts for him like he's some kind of dance god and he just started dancing stupidly I I felt like he was like Crispin Glover's dance scene in uh, Friday the 13th part 4 Uh (coughs) Just- I was
1: confounded by why he was in this movie. He looked vaguely familiar. He looked like somebody that I've hated elsewhere. I I can't recall his. He, he's if I did some research, I'd be. I, he looked familiar, but he looks like somebody that that his character was somebody that had money and probably put on this shindig.
0: Yeah, I think it was character-wise. I think Poyo knew this guy, but this guy comes out like he owns the club, or he's like the promoter, or whatever's happening. And he starts dancing like an idiot, and he eventually just steals the Russian girl away from Gringo, and because they can both. Gringo's like, golly. Yeah, he said, I was supposed to get laid, and you promised I was gonna get laid, and this guy takes off on my girl. And <laughs> I then- wore a
1: plunging neckline, and you can see my Jew chest hair and everything. <laughs> but by the way, by this point in the movie, if you're playing Jewish stereotype bingo, you're on the you're almost on O because yeah. like Eli Ross character has hit them all. It's fucking contemptible. It, like I've I've been friends with quite a few Jews in my life. They don't fucking act like this i don't know why like jewish people get into movies and then proliferate their own stereotypes and he's hateable in every fucking regard
0: yeah and this is this is a thing i should say that you know when we say jew when we're saying jew we're not meaning as a derogatory this is the characters themselves that are acting like this and mentioning it saying oh they don't want to do it because we're jews and stuff like that and just like why why wouldn't they want to Oh, it sell fuck- you goods because you're, I mean, it just doesn't make it's sense. It's
1: fucking hateable. I mean, it's just contemptible. Like, I like Jews. I don't like Jewish stereotypes. Yeah. And I mean, like, every Jew I've hung out with, they don't remind you of their kosher diet every six seconds. And they don't remind you that, like, I'm Jewish, so it's like blah, blah, blah. And that's this guy. I don't know how he went from playing the bear Jew to playing this guy. Yeah, I was it-
0: just about to mention that. I was like, I want more of the bear Jew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, But, uh, yes, yeah, so Pollo and Gringo get mad at each other, and they have a little tiff because they both have lots of money, and no one really <laughs> likes them.
1: <laughs> Your money should translate into pussy, is Pollo's argument.
0: Yeah, and so the we see they get mad at each other, and then the sisters get mad at each other again, and then we learn, that's where we learn that the big sister had an abortion, and that daddy never loved her, and that she was you know here on this trip as a buzzkill just to go you know i don't know i don't even know why she would be there if she didn't want to oh god any- i don't know i mean it's like basically
1: what we what we learn is that monica is there to cock block kylie and kylie is the hot uh you know uh, wife of of eli roth go look it up and i i'm convinced this is probably slanderous, but I don't give a shit. No one's going to come sue me. Uh, I'm convinced that that Kylie's character, that her alcoholism was written into the movie because the actress herself was so apocalyptically shit-faced through the entire feature. She, you know how she acts. She acts like somebody that's so drunk that all they can do is do cocaine yeah. and stand upright. and. She had. She speaks like a Pomeranian that's been granted the gift of of language. <laughs> by a, a wise mage, very recently. I mean, literally. This it, it doesn't sound like this to your ears, but this is how it sounds like to me
0: when she's speaking. <laughs> that's how it sounds. No, 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 Kylie, you need to settle down. You know, Daddy wanted me to come on this trip with you, and you know, we're gonna have a good time. Okay, you're going to fuck everybody. Okay, okay, well, you know, we're leaving right (laughs) now. No, we're leaving. Come along. (laughs) And then that's where the earthquake finally happens. 34 minutes in. We get to hear Kylie yelling that she's going to fuck every guy in the club. And then the.
1: I I wrote in large capital letters across my notes. Thank Christ. The fucking earthquake. Is here. Hopefully these people die soon. Like they by this point in the movie, I face palmed myself into a broken, bloody nose.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the nothing leading up to this made me care for any of these characters whatsoever. And I, I was just you know the the real character in this movie is fi- is the earthquake pretty much and the scenery it should have been it should have been yeah yeah like
1: so the earthquake finally happens they're in an underground club and the earthquake happens and I gotta hand it to the movie in this point it it, it was pretty good like I I thought so like mortar and steel and heavy things drop from the ceiling and all these witless partying fucking uh, vapid uh, shallow assholes go scattering in all directions as as. Mother Nature smites them for their sinful ways,
0: and we see uh, the the ever elusive Russell, who was hitting on the Russian girl, uh, get his comeuppance for for stealing Gringo's girl by getting crushed under a, a large block of concrete as the crowd rushes over him to escape, and he gets crushed to death, pretty much. And well, we it all was did... cynical, say it was a big chunk of styrofoam, but... <laughs> and we all did cheer and uh, yeah, uh, yes, celebrate
1: yeah uh, over the death of a character that they pay- took no pains to really establish but our our main characters our six main characters kind of uh rush to the street level or they try to get there they meet a maid some confounding character halfway
0: this is the maid that that the we have to go back just a little bit. This is the maid that the vineyard tourist, the, the Wu Tang girl, pushed away on her way back to the dance floor from the bathroom. So that's this uh, cleaning lady. But we also see the Wu Tang girl just get obliterated under a large piece of concrete that just kind of you know you don't even see her. It's just and I was like, oh well, well there goes that chance to have her in the mix as maybe a possible I don't know foil, a, a, a an antagonist or a, even a love interest that would have come up earlier, but they, they kind of established she's a jerk. She's going to die soon. So, you know, whatever so she does. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, her, her place in this picture really had no point whatsoever. And we move on.
1: Yeah. I mean, we established her for no reason. And then we killed her for no reason. So that our, our three are, I'm sorry, our three times two, our six main characters, our three dudes, our three girls, uh, Take the maid up the stairs. There's this inexplicable uh ladder that leads to the to the street level. I would never go into this club for multiple reasons. Because there's shitty dance music and also because the only way you can get it out yeah. is this fucking teenage mutant ninja turtle hatch. But you get a the the uh maid who's comically dress like a maid by the way like <laughs> a chilean if you think okay um, close your eyes and think chilean maid that's what she looks like that lady is leading this 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 uh group of people to the street she pops her head up and gets it run over by yeah. a, a a car right away and if you watch the trailer that's in the fucking trailer oh it which is. is yeah it's bad it's bad form but she gets her head squashed and then she falls down dead to the floor head smashed and our characters are like eek okay well let's go up that same <laughs> ladder that killed that lady
0: <laughs> there certainly can't be other traffic that's heading on that street uh, that has to be the only car and so they're gonna head up out of the tunnels um I, I did think that scene was just really quick and awesome probably one of the few ones i actually enjoyed in this movie but uh, yeah that's they was included in the trailer yeah they 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 find their way up into the street no one has cell service because you know that's how these movies work um, some bum steal. Oh we gotta mention that Ariel His hand got cut off
1: Oh yeah how did we forget that Ariel whose uh, only purpose In this movie up until now Was to be pussy whipped and obsessed with his ex-girlfriend Gets his hand cut off vaguely there's we don't even know how there's there's some piece of steel that cuts his hand off his hand gets yeah. kicked across the dance floor 1700 times by uh by partygoers that are running for their lives and it gets scooped up and put into monica's purse so right. monica who is trying to keep her younger sister from getting uh, from some coming to alcohol poisoning and getting AIDS is also responsible for this cutoff hand. Monica, they need to be following Monica. Monica yeah. needs to be the, 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 the leader of this posse. So she puts Ariel's chopped off hand into her purse.
0: Right. So up to this po- moment, we're, we're under the impression that Eli Roth's character, Gringo is this kind of leader of the group. And uh, that's, up to this point. Now, we, we see you know, Kylie's character. Kylie approaches some bum about getting help. You can tell there's something obviously wrong with this guy <laughs> that she approaches. And he looks at her and just basically steals the purse that had the hand in it and runs away. And for some reason, that was uh, part of this storyline. This Ariel was just obsessed with his hand being gone. And then now the hand is stolen. And he he screams <laughs> about it and wails and... Gets freaked out, and that's when the tsunami warning hor- horns start blaring.
1: Yeah, the earthquake has unleashed the tsunami. That is, uh, it it should be called a foreshadow hmm Yeah,
0: right. It's, it's, it's
1: you know, <laughs> and with the hand thing, like I, <laughs> I, I, I make my living as a graphic artist. If I lost my right hand, it would be just fucking life ending. And I know that if I lost that left hand in an earthquake, that unless I could get to the hospital in about ten seconds, that that hand is is spilled milk. You can yeah. have the purse containing. Hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could put it on some ice and maybe have some chance like that, but
1: I, I might be able to hold one of those novelty pencils <laughs> that two-year-olds learn to write with. But you're fucked if you're.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: Um, yeah. So, so, so the whole movie, and like, I just need to say at this point that the whole movie has established itself at this point in the movie as being like violence for the sake of dark comedy. It's not done well. It, it, it. None of the jokes land, but that's the feeling that I'm getting. That's that's the feeling that I got as the intention at this point. In yeah,
0: the movie. and it just and it, and it gets it gets darker. Uh, the, the, the the yeah the violence at this point seems very over the top and comedic in some way and, and it just it gets darker as we pro- progress down the story again more quotes i like to do air quotes over here um, well, done. I
1: mean, they, they, they're they they're impactful. They mean a lot. Right? <laughs> so I mean, we, yeah. so, yeah, they make their way to the street. They make their way to the street and there's a bunch of looters in the street. Like we see that the street level of Chile after an earthquake means that everybody's stealing TVs, smashing storefronts and and they really need those LCDs.
0: Yeah. Instant criminal. Everyone becomes an instant criminal after once once the, the rule of law breaks down and there's an earthquake or some kind of natural disaster happens. I'm yes. going to remember that once, you know, the earthquake's over here. Cause once the, we have the big one, I'm just going to go out and start stealing 50-inch screen LCD t- televisions. No, not LCD. 4K, I think. 4K, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna you get gotta... a shopping list on my Amazon shopping list up, and then once it happens, I can just go out and loot. If you live in the south,
1: you go straight to the Costco and <laughs> you
0: steal yourself a 4K. Uh, so they, they try to make their way to the tram again, and we see the tram operator It's you know, not having any of because Poyo Pollo just kind of barrels his way through everyone and he, everyone is injured and hurting. And then he tries to bribe the tram operator into letting his friend Ariel on because he's dying, I guess, because it's because his hand off, but it, yeah. So the operator, after a little back and forth, lets Ariel onto the tram and we see the tram rise up the mountain. And uh, as per usual, in all these, Disaster movies or horror movies, uh, any cable that's attached to anything is pretty much made of licorice. I think we we established that in forty seven <laughs> meters down. Yeah, I mean we we and
1: that's a, the the wonderful thing about this podcast for me is that I'm I'm seeing horror movie tropes that I never noticed before. Right. If you are on a cable centric. Uh, mode of transportation, you are double fucked. Like because the, they they made it out of like you said dark licorice. Like no <laughs> one wants to eat it. We might as well make our cable cars <laughs> out of it. It starts smoking. It starts fraying. And then like handless aerial, along with a bunch of women, children, and old people, I might add, yeah. plummet to the ground and fucking die. Like so that was we got one character down. Like it took us this long into this feature to get one casualty among six that I want all of them to
0: die. <laughs> right. So Ariel is now dead. And we get this, this big emotional scene from Pollo as he mourns his friend. And I was like, this is too little, too late, bro. We need, let's just... And then the Gringo tries to convince him, "Hey, we need you. We need you. Uh, we need you to come along. We don't. No one here speaks Spanish, and we need can you guide-
1: I did laugh at that joke, by the way. Which, again,
0: the movie is trying to
1: be funny. I thought. As far I'm working as working up to the part, it's okay. Like. Uh, uh, gringo says, like, none of us know Spanish. We need you to to help us get... There's a tsunami coming. There's a tsunami coming. We don't know Spanish. We need you, Poyo. You're our bilingual. You, we need you to survive. I thought that was a funny joke. And again, I thought that they were making jokes at this point. I'm working up to the point in the movie where they fucking rape me as an audience yes. member and cast member.
0: Yeah, it's just ridiculous because we see Gringo is just begging him, and then the Russian girl just comes up and just says, "Get off your ass! We're fucking going!" So he slaps his fat
1: Gandafinakis Galafinakis Zach Galafinakis face right across his fat cheek. God, I hated this fucker, man! I don't know why. Like I hated all of them, but I, you know, like. Okay, the the Russian girl, the Ukrainian girl. Sorry, uh, Ukrainians. I know Ukrainians. They'll hate me for yeah, calling. Yeah, it's right.
0: kind of like New Zealanders not being, you know, being called Australians and vice versa. So, yeah, well, you know, I'm an American, so fuck them. So
1: <laughs> it, she smacks him across the face, and then they rush to the next part of exposition. They're trying to get away from the tsunami that's that's encroaching them. And uh, about this point in the movie is where the rape gang show up. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Oh, the second act, Rape Gangs. Why don't you tell us about Rape Gangs,
0: Jason? Well, you see, there's an announcement that just kind of floats through the city as the they say that the prison has crumbled and all the prisoners are now free. So all the prisoners apparently are rapists. And uh, I immediately just started calling them rapists because they, they saw the group of girls. You know, they see Monica, they see Kylie and Ukraine girl, and they just start chasing them because yeah. they're like oh there's girls let's go get them and i was like oh these are rapists you yeah, yeah. just run
1: mhm yeah you know like because <laughs> an earthquake movie like you established right away is 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 the the antagonist of the movie should be the earthquake not roaming rape gang <laughs> yeah. but i wasn't thinking about rape i don't like thinking about rape but hey rape is four and foremost in my mind now and in, we have to
0: we have to remember that uh, if you have a tattoo then that means you are in a rape gang. Oh, you are a rapist. You've yeah. been to prison
1: and you rape
0: people. Yeah, so that, that's kind of being established right now. By, by Judging by people's tattoos, if you have a tattoo, then you're a rapist. If you don't have a tattoo, you're not a rapist. So.
1: And I realize this is kind of chaotic. For, for our unfortunate listeners, this is where we're at. Like, there's an earthquake. Uh, they're on the street level. Uh, rape gangs are following them. And uh, martial law. Martial law, which is very ineffective, but rape gangs rule the day.
0: Exactly. And so buildings start to crumble around them. And then we see, oh, oh the, the group takes a shortcut through the cemetery. And then there's an aftershock, as the name implies for the movie. And the group flails around like a bad episode of Star Trek, you know, when the yes. enemy is in her attack. And then a big chunk of concrete falls on Gringo. <laughs> ah,
1: thankfully. thankfully, but he's not dead. They, it, it crushes Eli Roth's contemptible character. And keep in mind, if you've had trouble following up to this point, now don't blame me if you have, uh, like Ringo's character, imagine a Johnny Depp level amount of eyeliner on a Jewish stereotype that's just uh, patently offensive in every way. He's crushed, so we all cheer a little <laughs> a little bit, and he's crushed. And But there's two girls with him, two just stunningly beautiful women from exotic places of the world that are about to get raped by an encroaching rape gang.
0: Yeah, a uh, Ukrainian girl stays there, and so does uh, Kylie, uh, while the other two, Poyo and... Monica go look for help for Gringo but Gringo spitting up blood very comically just <laughs> whoa, I ain't dying whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yeah
1: I, you know insert awful yiddish here that's yeah. kind of Eli Ross character <laughs> and the Kirk's until his dying day for being in this movie by the way
0: yeah this is and it just keeps getting worse they they hear the rapist and Gringo convinces the Ukraine girl and Kylie to go hide, so they go and hide in some of these mausoleums, and then we flash over to, we do a quick cut over to Pollo and the Hungarian girl, they try to stop a fire truck that's rushing towards them, but they just cause it to crash, and, uh, we- and
1: it reminded me of Grand Theft Auto in that way,
0: like because I've, I've uh, usurped
1: a couple of, of fire trucks in my day in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of, that the, the fire truck crashes, and then they, they try to get the driver out of the fire truck, and, but then the tri- driver dies. And then the passenger, who's also dressed as a fireman, who we will forever and always call fireman right. from here on out. Uh, says, just don't fuck it. Let's just go. You get me out.
0: Yeah. So the the we the driver is actually impaled by this wooden beam and obviously dying, if not dead already. And you know, so the passenger, the other fireman, the, the fireman tries to tell uh, Zach Galifianakis to cr- take <laughs> a fire axe and just cr- you know chop the wood up and get him out. And then we kind of do another quick flashback to the rapists are at Gringo's body or at gringo and they they discover that he's alive they rob him and then they ask for they ask where the girl is the girls are i should say yeah we
1: saw some prime real estate here we need to get at that shit. yeah i i Again, I'm not trying to virtue signal here, but this genuinely made me very uncomfortable. I mean, I like—I don't know—I I, I, like—I like—I like the ladies in my life to be unraped, and 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 there's a rape gang following two beautiful, uh, drunken. Rape victims, and they're hiding in the shadows. And they question Eli Ross' character. His last moment of nobility is to try to dissuade them from raping these women. They went, they they left. They left, (laughs) and he coughs up viscera and bone bone meal to to be like, they left. They're not here. They're not hiding in the shadows, trying not to get right yeah
0: he's like they they went to go get help they went there they keep saying he's lying uh, they torture him a little bit they pour the, the main rapist just pours a bunch of i guess tequila or vodka over his face some kind of liquor and then lights a match Whatever lights on fire whatever's high enough proof to go whoosh yeah and so he he's threatened to burn him alive and uh so we, he's still denying that he, he's still saying the girls have gone to get help. They're not there. And then we do another flashback to the fire truck and they, they eventually free, I guess, free the fireman and fire. Yeah. He's just that's his name. Yeah. Fire. They it's free firemen. You
1: sit in IMDb by
0: the way. It's okay. Fire. They, they free firemen. And then we flashback and the girl, the rapists are still there. They want to find these girls. I mean, I've never, I've been horny before. And a couple of times in my life, I've been hoardy, and I've never wanted to chase down women in the streets like these guys wanted to. Um, well, you're thinking you're, you're
1: approaching this from a
0: non-rapist. You oh, got to get true. in the mind of the character. I wonder if there's like a Udemy course about, you know, how to be an effective rapist or something. I guess just. I you know, fucking hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we, we, they still want to find the girls. They pour vodka or te- tequila on him. And eventually he's, Gringo, like you said, this could be his moment of honor or glory before he, you know, leaves this mortal coil. But instead, he sells the girls out. He
1: he does. He doesn't. He's like they're over there. <laughs> <laughs> if you need some,
0: if you need some, some Brazilian wax trim, it's in the shadows. Yeah. And so he sells them out. He just kind of looks over. He's like, "Yeah, they're kind of over there." And and <laughs> they... if you call me an ambulance, I will, <laughs> I will tell you where they are. It's like Gringo. You know, you're you're dead. Why why are you selling the girls out? You're just die a hero, you know. At least, but nope, he doesn't do that. And the the rapists find the Russian girl at least, and pull her out. And well, they start doing exactly what their namesake says they
1: they rape her there's a fucking rape scene in this movie and it like (laughs) okay like everything about this movie is inept and and poorly conceived and poorly delivered and now we have a rape scene so now i've got to contend with this shit this is in my head forever you know and and so there's a rape scene they rape the russian girl they rape the poor russian girl and you know like it's done in this way that's that that's disturbing but not intentionally disturbing it's yeah. disturbing because it's it's it, whoever delivered it doesn't understand the gravity of that awful act yeah
0: you know? it's not it's not uh, irreversible uh, the scene from irreversible it's not that Shocking! It's,
1: but it's... it's not even the scene from "I Spit on Your Grave" one, two, or three, or, right. or probably that last one that I refused to watch. Like those movies, it had context. Like it was, it was delivered as some kind of awful scene that was pivotal to the plot. This, you didn't see it coming. You didn't know it was going to be there, and it, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, again, I'm not trying to virtue signal. It bothered me.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. It was just. It. it was just not needed I guess yeah it was just dumb um, but the well,
1: I mean like I'll, I'll say that the, and I didn't mean to cut you off but the threat of rape is just as impactful as an audience member yeah. as actual rape you don't need to have it in there because it's it, it works on us there's right. people chasing you they have uh ill intention we don't need it in there it's yeah. not necessary like Eli roth is better than this
0: yeah right? it, it was unnecessary it was it was uh, exploitative it, it was something you would see in something like an exploited exploitation movie or something where, you know, you would expect to see something like this, but this, this is, this is just a cheap fucking movie that didn't need to have the actual scene. But yeah, you're right. The threat of it is just as horrifying as the actual act. Yeah.
1: And, 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 and I mean, we're, we're, uh, uh anyway, go yeah. ahead.
0: But Kylie, he takes off. She decides she's going to get the hell out of Dodge. The, the rapists see her leave and they shoot at her and they decide to chase after her. Um, so, so Poyo and his group uh, return. Poyo, Fireman, and Monica return, and Poyo sees uh, one of the rapists on the Ukrainian girl, and then he goes and chops that dude and kills him. And as he rescues Ukrainian girl, they all start running. the The main rapists come back again after chasing Kylie, and they shoot pretty much shoot Ukrainian girl in the back, and she dies immediately. So it that.
1: Yeah, so for anybody having trouble keeping up, she's been raped twice and shot once in the back.
0: Yeah, and she's dead. And yeah, it felt, yeah. you know, it was just a useless, another useless, uh, scene. And I mean, I can understand like trying to show that, you know, not only do you have to contend with the, the, the shock of a natural disaster and the things that come with that, the emergency situation that, but it just seems like everyone turns fucking evil. It turns into an apocalyptic wasteland, like road warrior or something. I mean,
1: and it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because people literally eat people with like born out of the womb with an evil agenda, haven't had time to be evil yet in this movie. Like the, the uh, we have an earthquake that was unexpected. We have an oncoming tsunami that was unexpected. Even rapists, like people that wake up with like rape on their mind, aren't thinking about rape at this moment. Like right. it's 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 such a fucked up movie. Like tone is such a problem with this movie. Like uh, uh, you know like the tone is supposed to be dark comedy when we start off yeah but it it, it's it now it's serious but it's still it's it's nothing lands with me all the way through this thing
0: yeah at, at this point i'm just waiting for everyone to die um i i was this is one of the one of the movies that we've watched you know i've mentioned in the past some movies i just have to see how much more longer we have to go luckily this was only an hour and a half uh i think this is about an hour in now and it felt like too to yeah. me. I mean, it was just. I mean, by the time you get to the unnecessary
1: rape scene, it, it extends the length of the movie.
0: Yeah. So uh, we see the, the Poyo or the the main rapist guys. They they we didn't say this before, but they set Green girl on fire. But Eli Roth's characters now. Oh my God, dead and gone. He
1: skipped over the bear Jew getting set on fire. Yeah.
0: And yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I guess he had a last little moment of pang as he watched this poor girl get raped. So he throws a rock at the main rapist. And of course, know gets set on fire. I was like, Oh, too little too late. Yeah.
1: I mean, that that doesn't excuse your eyeliner
0: buddy. Well, I mean like, what can
1: you do when you're trapped waist deep in a, in rubble, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's weird. You mentioned it early in the movie, like the, the, the earthquake should be the, an, the uh, antagonist of this movie and it's not, it turns into rape gangs and I don't, yeah want to think about rape gangs in an earthquake movie
0: yeah yeah i was just thinking you know this is gonna be a survival situation and then you know as i'm watching this i was like this is like everyone is just horrible to each other after a disaster that's what i kept thinking
1: yeah Um, again eli is better than this he's made movies better than this he's demonstrably better than this but okay so we've got firemen and we've got our two uh lady survivors at this point we've got our two lady survivors of the sisters kylie and monica yeah and our other survivors at this point in the feature are poyo yes yeah. is the only uh lad in the group that's not dead
0: right and so they come across a, a a small little community that's kind of blocked themselves off on this street you know they they've set up the, there's this gate with a lock on it and poyo and monica and kylie and the firemen And firemen come to this gate and they say, let us in. We're not, we're not criminals. The, the, the one lady's at the gate and she's holding a gun on them. She goes, Oh, you, you would say something like that. And goes, they're like, no, we don't have tattoos. And they start lifting up their shirts and showing that they don't have tattoos. I guess that gang members or prisoners would have and an old man. I'm
1: glad I know this because I I hope that this is a a cultural thing. Like when, if you and I ever uh, go to Chile and party, It'll never happen. It'd be fun, but if if we ever do, cover up your tattoos because they're yeah. gonna think that you're a criminal.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I'll just have to wear long sleeve shirts everywhere I go.
1: I know. You're, as I recall, all of your uh, tattoos are are charming, but they won't see them as that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that uh, the Cthulhu tattoo. Cthulhu tattoo. That's uh, a sign of MS.
1: 13 here <laughs> <laughs> in italian don't they eat a lot of octopus they don't understand a lot of, of other
0: cultures <laughs> um so the, there's an old guy that argues with the the woman behind the gate and he's like i'm going to let him in because we need to be friendly to people and she's like no they're prisoners don't let him in so the old guy opens the gate poyo enters with his hands up and the woman shoots poyo in the belly
1: yeah, which is the best place to sh- shoot Poyo. Yeah. So Poyo starts dying. I cheered a little bit because I fucking hate Poyo. <laughs> and uh, it, like they're like, oh shit, Poyo shot through and through the gut, and there's rape gangs on our heels. Let's take him to the alley and put him behind a bunch of trash cans, which is exactly <laughs> what
0: happened. And it's exactly what happened. They piled a bunch of trash cans and uh, like a board over them, and they're like, we'll be back. I was <laughs> like, no. And they're like, shh.
1: Be quiet, Boyo. Rape gangs are on their way. <laughs> I don't know if they're into fat Zach Gandophania lock, people, but you know they might rape you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just stay off your phone and uh, be <laughs>
1: quiet. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't illuminate the alley with your cell phone.
0: Zach Galifanakis, his phone, he gets on his phone and decides to call his papa and he talked briefly I, I they obviously got a little bit of cell phone service back for him to do this conveniently enough and so he talks to his dad a little bit and, and he can't he breaks up the phone drops the call and then he's sitting there as the rapist gang rape gang starts to pass by and of course his phone rings and it's his father calling and it just totally gives away his position and they pretty much just you know sh- shoot him they get, we Shoot don't him
1: see. in fat bald Gal Fanaka's head,
0: <laughs> and we don't we don't see it per se. We just hear the shot ring out as the group, uh, as Kylie, Monica, and the firemen and firemen continue to run away. So they know that uh, Zach is dead. Uh, or I should <laughs> say Boyo is dead. And <laughs> I like Zach better. in yeah, Let's <laughs> just call him Zach. Uh, now the they all find a church and they run into the church with a rapist right on their heels, and a. Uh, Another – the rapists are, like, trying to get through the church, and they're trying to play to the priest's old sensitivities, I guess, about – having an altar boy that was one of the guys who were the rapists and well and i think he he
1: even says something along the lines of hey you uh baptize me preacher let me in and then he doesn't give it even a second the preacher is
0: thinking about it
1: for a second then he's like let me in so we can rape and kill these
0: people (laughs) yeah it's like dude you almost had them but (laughs) so the priest decides to uh turn around and start they start heading towards the altar and that's when we get another aftershock and of course the that causes the doors to open and so the rapists are now back on their heels priest opens an underground access hatch near the altar they all get in there before the aftershock rumbles again and a big block of rubble blocks the entrance to the the tunnel that they're in or the basement where they're at yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they're making their way
1: into the sewers to meet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they don't never meet them, but they go down – they're going down into the sewers. So these I don't the, know why sewers have to be part of a movie.
0: Yeah, I think it. these are the tunnels or the beginning of the tunnels that are kind of mentioned earlier in the film that are go from the church uh, to the cemetery or whatever. But hey, it doesn't really matter. They're someplace. And so they they open up another hatch that goes even deeper and he mentions the priest says oh these are go- goes into some tunnels and of course Monica's freaking out she doesn't want to go in the tunnels and they the the fire, fireman descends first and then the priest and Kylie descend but again as with everything in, everything in these horror movies or disaster movies something has to give and the the ladder inexplicably be inexplicably breaks and we see the priest just goes clump, dies immediately from a from a 10-foot drop. And Kylie— The ladder just way. And yeah. And
1: Kylie, who's, whose cocaine is starting to
0: ebb, she hasn't had a bump in a minute. She
1: falls down to the ground, and and her and firemen are down in the sewer together.
0: Yeah, she, uh, she somehow impales her leg on a pipe that doesn't have any real sharp edges on it. I'm just wondering how— because it didn't even look like a long fall to tell you the truth. It, it, no. They didn't establish how deep this went, but uh, it, it, yeah, she gets impaled. She's crying, and of course, you know, Monica can't get down there in any kind of fast time, so she has to try to formulate a rope to climb down into the the this tunnel area. And I mean, so the, she
1: finds a secondary ladder, but it doesn't. Yeah. None of none of this matters at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we see the we see fireman. He the she is. Kylie's, of course, shaking and traumatized. The fireman pulls the 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 pole out of her leg, and (laughs) (laughs)
1: like literally, you know, the 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 uh, 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 like little league baseball bats that kids use that at the widest girth is through her yeah. leg yeah and, and that's I, out like it doesn't matter you right know? and then blood spews everywhere and then uh miss Izzo is like oh, <laughs> give more <okay>, cocaine nice, bourbon <laughs>
0: I'll be back I got a little bump up here honey I, I'm gonna bring it down with me <laughs> but the uh, so I gotta keep bump, sweetie just hold on <laughs> uh fireman you know being nice, he takes off his coat and puts it around Kylie's shoulder so she can stop shivering. And then, and what does
1: he have on his uh, bicep?
0: He has tattoos. Oh,
1: my God. It's a telltale sign of a rapist convict.
0: Yeah, so it that's turns out... That's a big off-
1: twist. We need a twist in every movie. This twist is that firemen, our friend, our ally, our... our moral center is actually a tattooed rapist
0: yeah and he um, he goes from being a helpful fireman to a evil rapist fireman just one oh, un-
1: we should we should really like we should uh he's not a rapist he's more of a murderer he loves the murder way more than the rape yeah yeah and, yeah and, and, well, I it,
0: apologize he's, the rapist out there
1: yeah 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 <laughs> God forbid we uh, offend the good name of rapist. Yeah. This motherfucker loves his murder way more than his rape because, like he, he, as soon as he realizes Kylie and he have uh, substantial eye contact, and then they realize, oh, you figured me out. I figured you out. You know that I want to kill you. You know that you're about to be killed.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, it is just like, oh, cuz I heard there was a little twist and I was like, I was still waiting for this twist to happen. And I, I kind of knew it was going to happen uh, from everything that was leading up. I was like, oh, I bet this guy's not a real fireman, but it, it didn't even matter. What it would have been better if the fireman turned out to be a convict or a prisoner, but he turned out to be not a murderous raping convict. He was just he's an actual good person and he was helping these girls and you know, he could have gotten killed some other way, obviously, but you know, they just immediately turned a one eighty to one eighty uh, turn on here and made him an evil killer.
1: Yeah, I mean in my movie he would have been in there for a marijuana conviction and he would've saved the fucking day. I'm not right. interested in murder or rape. I'm here to help y'all through
0: Right, and so uh, they—you're you, right, Kylie and Fireman have this stare down, and then Monica's making her way down into the tunnels, and she gets down there and she doesn't see either of them, and she starts, you know, using her cell phone to light up the tunnels to find them both, and she's calling their Kylie's name, and. He, she comes across Kylie's body. I'm not sure yeah. what exactly happened to her. Cause it, it looks like
1: he stuffed a bunch of drywall into her <laughs> yeah. mouth. It's
0: kind of like what it looked like to me.
1: Like her whole mouth is filled with something that, that shouldn't be there. Drywall mortar, you know, dirt, something, or he, he killed her in some way awful. And uh, Monica sees her and she is, you know understandably upset by the uh you know like death of her sister even though she's from somewhere like the ukrainian slovakistan or somewhere
0: <laughs> hungarian, oh, yeah. me, it's hungarian yeah.
1: <laughs> that makes tons of sense yeah and, and, and fireman says like don't worry hey you know, I know this is upsetting. I killed her super quick; she didn't suffer at all, and I would never in my life think about raping anybody. And so, uh, Kylie's dead; she's good and dead. Yeah. yeah, that's what you get for doing cocaine and and shots.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're paying for your sins, honey. Um, <laughs> so the, yeah, so the, we get the we get the showdown between firemen, who, who just showdown. turned. You just turned into an antagonist at the very end here, so it wasn't like we were building up to a moment where we'd see a, a fight between uh, the murderer that's been stalking them the whole time. It's like, nope, it's just just this guy that she's got to fight now. On top of you know aftershocks happening and rubble pouring down on on them both, and he's Well, swings- and it was a
1: confounding transition because like we didn't give a shit about him as a good guy or a bad guy. So the fact that he's now a, a bad guy is like, okay, is this
0: almost over?
1: Yeah, because I, I want to go to bed. That's kind of the, the the feeling that you get at this point in the movie.
0: Yeah, and the, they they have their their showdown, and so she he's swinging at her with an axe, she's biting and clawing at him, and another aftershock happens, and he falls, and she scrambles away, but I guess she, he drops the axe, she picks up the axe, and before he can do anything, she chops him in the chest with it, and... Yeah, he died. she she cleaves
1: that stint that uh what do you call that bone in the middle uh, sternum sternum yeah. sternum yeah she cleaves that sternum uh, like you're trying to make a wish during Thanksgiving <laughs> is how she does it yeah so Monica kills the last bad guy and what we're established with now is that Monica is the moral center in the movie. She didn't want her sister to get raped or, uh, like, date raped or uh, to succumb to alcohol poisoning. She's a good person. So she's going to make it. She's going to get to the surface, and she's going to live.
0: Yes, and it, that's what she does. She she crawls through the tunnels, and eventually we hear the sound of, ocean, of an ocean, and we see sand, and she... It's this beautiful ocean, this beautiful beach, and she comes out and she just. But wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! Remember our friend foreshadowing that yes. that that's delivered into every horror movie like a donkey dick in your mouth. And <laughs> and and okay, this is where foreshadowing comes in.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, she laughs and cries and then falls down on the beach and then she gets up and starts limping away and and then uh, we start hearing this large. This loud rumble and the camera kind of pans up a little bit. You see the beach is now now doesn't have any water, like the raw waters receded. And we look up and a, a tidal wave, something at a deep impact, is <laughs> rushing towards the beach. She, Monica, looks behind her and run tries to run for her life, but obviously doesn't make it as the tsunami crashes on the beach and we go to black.
1: Yes, we cut to black, and 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 it, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the film's After Effects budget was spent on this wave, this wave yeah. of the tsunami wave. This tsunami wave only exists in our imagination because we live in a world where all of us have looked at footage on YouTube of an actual tsunami. It doesn't look like this. It doesn't look like this. This this ridiculous wave that that, that's, uh, you know, like Empire State Building high with with you know tankers and octopus and Cthulhu <laughs> and fucking King Kong is in there suspended in the wave marching towards our protagonist and it just wants to kill her. And then we're w- the movie ends. Yeah. And I'm- Left with a whole bunch of feelings that I will be kind of mulling over until my dying day, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a. I I I was saying the same thing. I was like, look, we've all seen tsunami footage now. We know they're not waves like this. It's just pretty much giant rushes of water that, you know, you know, are just devastating. But they're they, not they They
1: don't they it it yeah. <laughs> they don't um you know, they don't transcend physics. Yeah, unless in reality.
0: Un- Unless you have a, a two-mile-wide meteor crashing into the ocean, yeah, that's going to create some kind of uh, wave action like that. But this is an earthquake. This kind of wave does not happen. But anyways, it was – is I guess that was their money shot at the end, and that's what they needed. So there it is. I suppose so. Like, uh, you know <laughs> – I, uh, there's there's a
1: lot of of natural disasters that have impacted uh, impoverished third world communities across the world, and and this movie knew that that happened when they made it, and they still fucking made it. There's a lot of reasons for me to feel the contempt that I feel towards this fucking.
0: Yeah, this is a, a morally bankrupt movie. It's uh, it, it was. I felt this is like one of the few, one of the only movies we've watched so far that has been a waste of my time. That I felt like I just wasted an hour and a half watching something. So,
1: I've I I, I can't disagree with you. You know, like I, my note said, had words like pus-infested cyst of a movie <laughs> and bad comedy, and then it, it transitions into ultra violence and it unfurls around us. It's just. It was an interesting experience. I was, you know, okay. like I hate the virtue signal like as a horror movie fan, you live in the world of of the edge. You live on the edge. You live on uh, in this world of of you know um uh political correctness be damned but this thing was offensive to me and i live in offense you know that that, that's the world i live in you know it it bothered me
0: yeah yeah it wasn't a it just wasn't a good movie that's that's Mm -hmm. that's what i I, say were there any redeeming aspects about it sure uh,
1: yeah absolutely yeah. you know i i you know I, I I'm a creative and I never go into this thinking that the, the the creatives meant any ill will towards us the audience and we established this early in the podcast I do not want to become a movie reviewer I don't like them I don't like their ilk I don't like people that that just shit on art because they can't be that but it, it this movie bothered me I can't I you know like I I can't uh, tell you it didn't
0: yeah yeah it was uh yeah, I I mean yeah it was a movie that what can I say it, it's a movie and there's my a movie review movie. yeah oh yeah yeah the the horror movie aspect I guess was just man's inhumanity to man uh, but it, it was more of a disaster movie to be honest that this I don't know I think it was kind of misclassified maybe it's just because Eli Roth's name was on it that you know maybe the people who are tagging the stuff just automatically put a horror tag on it. Um, but who knows? I don't know. I don't yeah. know what
1: their intention was. I whatever it was, they they missed the mark.
0: Oh, uh, so uh, what do we have for next week? Oh, let me scroll
1: down to the end of my notes here. Uh, next up on Cinematic Suffering, we we'll review Aliens: Zone of Silence. Oh, it's a a, a study yourself, study yourself. <laughs> it's a goddamn found footage movie. Oh, fun. yes. All right. Apparently, I tried to watch this one already because the movie uh, is at the 20 minute mark when I try to watch it again. So I failed that soon. And and the only reason I failed at the 20 minute mark is because I got sleep apnea and I fell asleep at 10 minutes. So we're in for a good time next time. I'm going to have to get. So I'm going to have to try to watch it 17 times between now and
0: then. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I established before that I do enjoy my found footage films, but you had me like somewhat excited because you said Aliens. And I was like, oh, we're reviewing Ali- We're going to watch Aliens. And then you're like, Zone of Silence. There it is you had me at aliens and then lost me at zone of silence. So, okay. Well, the, uh, this has been another episode of cinematic suffering. I just want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank everyone for the new Facebook likes, the new Twitter likes, and everybody who's been, uh, the millions of messages we've been getting. And, uh, please
1: <laughs> literally a million,
0: <laughs> literally <laughs> millions. I, I can barely
1: deal with all of them. I, I, I agree. I agree. This has been so much fun for me. Um, you know, like Jason and I have been friends for a very long time. This has been a late in life uh, opportunity for us to reconnect and talk about movies, and we love nothing more. Um, sharing it with the, all of y'all has been magical. I'm so glad that y'all are along for the ride and I appreciate your, uh, your listening to it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot coming up that I'm kind of looking forward to as far as movies, but uh, until then, we have to slog through what we have on the list as we go down this this weird road from A to Z. So, so the next
1: one is a, uh, you know,
0: Blair Witch meets uh, Area 51. Awesome. Well, uh, that's right. it. Thank you everyone for joining us, Cinematic Suffering. We will talk at you next week. You're Jason. And I'm Clay. You're Clay. Oh, you're oh both yeah. People, huh? How you How <laughs> you? Love uh, y'all. Take care. Yeah, Peace. take care, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Just a few plugs and shout-outs before we end this episode. Clay is an extremely talented and twisted comic artist, and you should visit his pride and joy, HBoys.com. That's hboy-z.com. If you're a fan of Death and Black Metal... Check out Jason's band Grave Hill on all social media platforms, as well as his doom metal project Stygian Crown. Music was provided by Face X Hugger. Check out Face X Hugger on Bandcamp and Twitter for more synthwave horror-themed music. Questions, comments, and hate mail should be directed to our Twitter account at Cinematic Thanks for listening.